You're listening to the International Family Church Podcast. Our ministry philosophy can be summed up in one statement. It's not about building a great church. It's about building a great people. We do this through our regular weekend services, life groups that meet throughout the week, and by helping people connect to their God-given purpose. Each year, our lead pastor, Pastor Jonathan Del Turco, shares vision that helps us focus as a church. On Vision Sunday, he shared a message called Courage to Connect. We have several ways you can connect with the church and each other. This year, we're dedicated to having the courage to say yes to connection and taking steps towards personal and spiritual growth. That's why we're so excited for the New England Women's Convention to return this May from Thursday, May 9th through Friday the 10th. This event's the perfect opportunity for women of every background and age group to gather together to worship Jesus, celebrate one another, and strengthen their walk with God. Save the date for this year's New England Women's Convention and visit newconline.com. Now here's today's message. Let me pray for you and we're going to jump right in. Father, I thank you uh, for your word today. Lord, as I always do, I give you honor because it's the same yesterday, it's the same today, it'll be the same tomorrow. Lord, you're never changing. I pray that today we, we unveil and un, um, release some principles that we can put into practice this year concerning our dreams, concerning the courage it's going to take to connect with our dreams. Father, I thank you that dreams will be awakened this morning as I preach and deliver your word. Lord, I give you all the glory. It's not about me. This is about you. But I ask you to give me boldness to declare your word clearly and accurately, just as you put it in my heart. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. We're in part two of uh, the courage to connect. It's our mandate for the year. I want to take just a moment, if you weren't here on Vision Sunday or if you weren't here last week, I want to give you the mandate that we have as a church this year. And it's a pretty powerful one. When pastor said this is going to be the most difficult mandate to fulfill in 37 years, I'm taking it to heart. And I want to challenge you. You can screenshot this, put it on your phone. Let's look at this. Our mandate this year is to create an environment that challenges us all to move beyond ourselves, to let down our walls and remove our masks, and to step out from behind the comfort of our digital screens and have the courage, everybody say courage, have the courage to cultivate true friendships and a deeper level of freedom. You know, I think that this is going to be the most difficult mandate for us because it requires change. And it's going to require courage to change and to connect. But let me tell you this, right off the bat, you got this. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got this. Amen. Now I'm going to give you permission. You can talk back to me this morning. We had a great first service. I'm ready to go. You guys ready? Yeah. Pastor started the series last week talking about the opportunity we have to connect with God and how it's important that we connect with God before we connect with anything else in our life. I believe this is the truth. Connection with God always precedes connecting with his dream for your life. Amen. You're not going to have a dream until you meet the dreamer. You're not going to have this idea about your purpose until you find the originator of purpose. And today I want to talk to you about the courage to connect with your dream. Here's the main takeaway that I'm going to hammer home today, and it's this. I'm convinced the only thing, the only thing between you and your dreams becoming a reality is one small act of courage. Amen. Not a giant leap, 
not a huge step, but a tiny bit of courage to put one foot in front of the other and pursue your God-ordained dreams. Everybody say courage. I noticed that a lot of people get tied up when they see or hear their dream and they become overwhelmed. I love this story. I've read this story many times and you will know who I'm talking about as I share it. But there was a young girl, her name was Agnes. And as a teenager, she heard God begin to speak to her about the dream for her life. And she began to pray about this dream and began to process this dream. And she decided, I'm going to fulfill my dream. And so she left and moved to Ireland for a couple of years of ministry training school. And then she ended up back in India and she was pursuing her God-ordained dream. And one day she realized, I got to take the next step. And so she went to her superiors and she said, hey, listen, I've got three pennies and a dream to build an orphanage. And they laughed at her. And they said, with three pennies, you can't build anything. And she replied, with three pennies and God, I can build anything. It was for 50 years after that that she pursued her dream, working in the slums of Calcutta, India. And it wasn't until 1979 did Mother Teresa win the Nobel Peace Prize. Let me ask you, what separated her from us and our dreams? Here's the thing. You can never underestimate someone who has the courage to pursue a God-ordained dream. You know, for many of us this, this weekend, your teenagers are at snow camp and they're going to come home today, this evening, all fired up because I believe God spoke to them while they were away. And it's our job to encourage them and motivate them and push them to fulfill the dream that God placed in their heart. We got enough naysayers. We got enough uh, negative Nancys, doubting Debbies. We got enough of those people around us. We need to be a believing group that when young people say, I think God's speaking to me, we say, that sounds like God to me. How can we help you? Never underestimate the someone that has the courage to pursue a God-ordained dream. So what does it mean to have courage? What is What is courage? This is what one translation of the word courage means. It means mental or moral strength. To venture out or to persevere, to withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Listen, when God places a dream on your heart, it's going to take courage. It's going to take mental fortitude. It's going to take strength to press on and persevere. Here's the thing. God's already put the courage inside of us. And now it's just up to us to tap into what we're supposed to do for him. I want to give you a few things of uh, reasons why you're going to need courage. Number one, you're going to need some courage because people around you, they're not going to get your dream. People around you are going to have opinions about what you should do with your life. My grandfather used to say it this way. He said, opinions are like armpits. Everybody's got two and most of them stink. Listen, if you leave it up to others, you're never going to fulfill your dreams. You're never going to reach your destiny. You'll never be fulfilled in your own life. Here's another reason you need courage. Because at times, the odds are going to seem too great against you. Well, I'm a Christian. I thought this was going to be easy. No, 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 no. This is a journey through adversity to our destiny. You're going to need courage because some of you like doing life by yourself. And it's going to take courage to surround yourself with others who can get you from where you are to where you need to be. 
Some of you are going to need courage because at first glance, you don't understand how you benefit from this dream. The last one, you're going to need courage because God's dreams often seem very risky. Everybody say risky. risky. You guys ready to go? Yeah. I'm going to go quick today. Number one, you're going to need courage to connect with your dreams because others won't understand them. You're going to have to have courage to pursue your God-ordained dream because the average person that you talk to ain't going to understand it because they didn't hear his voice like you heard it. Young Agnes had this dream to build an orphanage and to rescue these homeless children. And for 50 years, she did it. Thank God she did it without the approval of other people. Three pennies. You're just a kid. You're just a teenager. The opinions of others stop most people in their tracks. Here's the thing. Everybody's going to have a voice. How about the story of Joseph in Genesis 37? Take some time to read that story. He has this dream about these bales of wheat bowing down. and He don't know what it means, but he's a kid, so he's telling everybody, I had this dream, I had this dream. He begins to tell his own family about the dream. You know what? It wasn't that long afterwards. His brothers are plotting to kill him. Listen, you got to be careful even with who you share your dreams, even if they are your family or your kin. Here's the problem. Sometimes when you share your dream, it sheds light on somebody else that they don't have a dream. And all of a sudden, insecurity rises up and they feel like you're threatening them. Here's the thing. We're no threat to anybody but the kingdom of darkness. Everything that God gives us, he wants to do through us to free other people. But here's the thing. Not everybody understands that. A few years ago, I was sharing my dream with some people, and they kind of were giving me the negative Nancy, and I called our pastor. I was living in California, and this is what he said to me, be careful not to share your dreams with non-dreamers. I don't know about you, but I like to talk. I love to talk. Thank God I get to do this for, for a living and as a calling, but I'll talk your ear off all day long, and a lot of times my wife will say, you're saying too much. They don't need to know all that. That's our business. They don't need to know. I get excited just like you do. Don't smile at me like that. You've gotten that elbow in the ribs at dinner one night. Your wife is kicking you out of them. Shut up. (laughs) Here's the thing. When God gives you a dream, it's hard not to talk about it. When God places a vision and a plan in your life, it should be expected that it's going to come out of your mouth. But you've got to be careful that you don't share it with non-dreamers. I love social media and I hate social media at the same time. I love that social media allows us to connect, but here's what it's done. It's given everybody on the planet an opinion. I post something on my Facebook about my life, and 35 people I don't even know comment and trash on me. (laughs) Three in the morning, I'm waking up. I say, I'm going to find out who this dude is. I'm going to go to his Facebook, shut down his dreams. 43-year-old grown man worried about someone I don't even know that lives in Afghanistan. Why is it we've turned into this polling society? Get on Instagram, post a picture of your spring beard. Should I shave the beard or keep the beard? Shave the beard or keep the beard? Swipe left to help me out. Come on, you're a man. You want to have the beard? Great. You don't, we don't care. All the bearded men are like, I was just thinking about doing that this week. I'm glad I ain't doing that this week. We got TV shows like Flip or Flop. Should we fix up our old house or should we buy a new one? 
We've turned into this that we need somebody else's approval for what God told us. We need to get back to the place where we know who God is for us, no matter if anybody understands it. If you're going to fulfill your dreams, Joe, it's going to be because you own them for yourself. Not because mom or daddy said, it's okay, we approve of that. Sometimes mom and daddy ain't going to approve, and you're going to have to get approval from daddy, God the Father. I'm preaching better than y'all helping me. Listen, a word from God overrules the opinion of man every day, all day, any day. When God gives you a dream, it's between you and him. Galatians chapter 1. I'm having fun today, y'all. Galatians chapter 1. If you know me, I'm a, I'm a message Bible junkie. I love it simple, but I'm going to give you a brand new one. This is my new favorite, the Passion Translation. Paul said this, but then God called me by his grace or his favor, and in love he chose me from my birth to be his. Listen to this. He's a murderer, and he's recognizing by God's grace his love. He chose me by birth to be his, and by God's grace and favor, he unveiled his son in me so that I would proclaim him to the non-Jewish people, uh, to the world. And after I had this encounter, after I had a connection with God, after I connected with him, he revealed to me who I was and who he was, and then I had to keep it a secret for some time, sharing it with no one. If the apostle Paul had to shut his mouth so that nobody would steal his dream or talk him out of it, how much more than we do? So easy to post what we want to do on social media and what God's speaking to us only to have people say, that's impossible, that'll never happen, aren't you watching the news, haven't you noticed the economy, don't you know who's in the White House, blah, 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 and all of a sudden you go back to bed thinking, well, I thought I had a dream, but I guess not. One translation says, do not confer with flesh and blood. You're going to have to own this dream for yourself and hide it in your heart long enough between you and the boss until it's time to share it with those who you know believe in you and will support your dream. You're going to have to be courageous this year to connect with your dream, regardless what the haters say. Y'all got any haters? I got plenty of haters. I love them. Here's the thing. We're going to outlive them because we're going to have the joy of the Lord as our strength to pursue what he's called us to do. Amen. Number two, the second reason you're going to need courage to connect with your dream is because it ain't going to come without opposition. What do you mean? I I thought I was a Christian now and everything is going to be easy. Listen, your dream came from the creator. And as soon as he plants that dream in your heart, you can guarantee that the adversary is working double time to stop that dream. If you're pursuing a God-given dream, be sure you are right around the corner from an attack. John 10, 10 out of the passage says this, a thief only has one thing on his mind. Steal, I love this, slaughter and to destroy. I like that word slaughter. He's come to steal, kill, slaughter, destroy you in every angle he can with every thought, with every physical ailment, with every financial transaction. He wants to steal your dream. He wants to slaughter your purpose and destroy your destiny. Far too many Christians are unaware. They know God's for them, but they've neglected the fact to know there's an enemy out to get them. Let me tell you something. The moment you begin to pursue your dreams... Be prepared for the attack. 
As soon as you take a step out of faith to do what God's called you to do, be ready for the blind side. As soon as you take a couple steps forward in doing what you're called to do, realize there may be a whole angry group of people that are upset with you trying to stop you. It's an attack of the enemy. Yeah. 2000, I finished Bible school and I had gone back to Alabama. I was traveling throughout the world living in Mexico and doing all this stuff. And I, I ended up back in Tulsa, Oklahoma again to go to missionary school because that was my heart. I want to be a missionary. That's my dream. And it's still a passion. We're getting ready to take a team uh, to Honduras here in, in June. I'm so pumped. Missions is like part of us. You're never going to get it out of me. And I remember going through mission school and it was in the first couple of weeks of mission school. I'm thinking, here we go. My final step. We're in finishing school, getting ready to go to the mission field. And I get a call to find out that my parents are going through a divorce. You know what? In that moment, I wasn't thinking about my dream. I was thinking about my mom. In a moment, I wasn't thinking about my dream. I was thinking about all the people at my parents' church that were going to be affected. In that moment, I was thinking about my inheritance and my legacy and my parents' reputation and how that affects me. In one moment's time of pursuing God's plan for my life, the enemy blindsided me. Thank God I was surrounded by people who loved me and believed me and cared for me. And they said, this is just a setback. This isn't, this doesn't define you. What your parents are doing does not define for what you're going to do with your life. I said, what's well, a huge setback? And someone told me, they said a setback is just a setup for a comeback. Amen. You need to hear that this morning. Whatever attack has set you back, it's just a great setup for you to get up and have your greatest comeback. Maybe you're here today and your dreams have been put on the shelf based on something you did or somebody did to you. Let me tell you something. Don't let it define you. Don't let it refine you. Let it be a setup Amen. for your greatest comeback. The enemy wants to stop us, slow us, get us detoured. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, he says this. He said, we all experience times of testing. It's normal. Everybody say normal. normal. We got to get this. This is normal. This is, this is who we are. and We all experience it. It's normal for every human being, but God is faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, the nature, and the timing of every test or trial that you face so you can bear it. Listen to this. And each test is an opportunity. Everybody say opportunity. It's an opportunity to trust him more for along with every trial that God has provided you a way of an escape that will bring you out victoriously. James says it in, 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 in his book. He says, consider it a sheer gift. Consider it a great present when tests and trials come, for in that moment your true faith will be exposed. What does it mean my true faith is going to be exposed? We're going to find out, do you really believe that's God's dream for your life, or was that just some bandwagon you jumped on? Because here's the thing, it's normal. And when we see that it's normal for everybody else, we shouldn't be caught off guard. We should understand that sickness, that attack, that financial setback, that relationship that's being pulled apart. It's only a gift. For what? For you to trust God even more. Amen. Remember, it's his dream, not your dream. Yeah. You know what I do with the Lord? When things start going wrong with me, I get mad at him. Sometimes we get mad at people and situations, and then we take it on ourselves. We get mad at ourselves. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. We start whining. Listen, I just remind him, hey, Jack, this is your plan. I'm just the vessel. You got to fix this for me. 
And if I made mistakes or I did something to jack this up, forgive me, I'm ready to move on. This stinks, I ain't staying here. But Lord, I'm asking you to move the mountains out of the way. I'm believing for a miracle. I have a promise you gave me. I'm doing my part, you do your part. And you know what happens? God shows up. Sometimes you got to get that about you. You got to get that attitude of, I ain't quitting. I like what uh, one preacher said. He said, I, I can outlast the devil. How do, how do you win in life? You just outlast the devil. He's from Louisiana. He said, I ain't got no quitting sense. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I think it just means he don't quit. He said, I ain't got no quitting sense. He said, you can outlast the devil. He will quit. He will get worn down. As long as you don't stop, you win. Amen. It's going to take courage to persevere through adversity. Let me challenge you. Stop being a whiner. Yeah, amen. Stop being a whiny Christian. Well, I don't. <laughs> you know, I mean, people come to me and ask me to pray, and it's through a whiny voice. I want to say, suck it up. You should see this coming. You're moving forward with God. <laughs> we, we accept this responsibility. We own it. Well, how could you have that kind of courage? Because I know it's Jesus Christ in me. And if he can come out of the grave by the, the power of the Holy Spirit, and I have that same power in me, guess what? There ain't nothing that can hold me down. Stop me or slow me or keep me from this. I, I called pastor one day whining. I'm a whiner sometimes, by the way. I called him and I was whining about something. And he said this to me. He said, Josh, suck it up. He said, because whiners never experience their dreams coming true. Amen. Whining, we say this to my son, whining gets you nothing. I have a four-year-old. <laughs> I, need, I need apple juice. I need apple juice. I said, I got the apple juice right in there. Stop whining. I need it. I need it now. They start waving their arms and stuff. <laughs> I wonder if that's how God looks at us sometimes. Like, dude, I got this. Just stop whining and ask for it. Be a man or woman of God knowing you're empowered on a mission and I'm behind you. I got fuel for the trip. All we got to do is ask. Listen to this. Listen to this. You need to get this. This is from our pastor. I'm giving it to you today. The odds have always been against the righteous and the odds will always be against the righteous. Get over it. Get over it. You on the winning team. Listen, when you're winning, you don't have to worry about that last tackle or that last sack. Listen, the game ain't over. Oh, man, I wish y'all would hear me today. The game ain't over for you. Get up. Suit up. Let's go. It's time. There's people waiting on you. Oh, man. Number three. Number three, you're going to need courage to connect with your dream because you can't accomplish it alone. Some of you are going to need courage to connect with other people. Let me tell you something. If God's called you to have a dream, it requires the help, assistance, aid, and prayers, and fellowship of other people. Amen. Teamwork makes the dream work. You ever heard that? Yeah. Would you say that with me? Teamwork, Teamwork. makes the dream work. You ever heard that statement? It takes a village to raise a child. I like this. It takes a team to fulfill a dream. If God's given you a dream, you don't get to do it by yourself. You don't get to do it by yourself. It's going to take courage to share your dream with others and allow them to help you bring it to pass. You know what the great thing about teamwork is? Where you stink, somebody else is great. Like in my marriage, like I'm horrible at the budget, 
my wife is awesome. We make a great team. Listen, you have to find people that have strengths that help you in your weaknesses. I'm not a great administrator. I'm actually horrible at administration, but I have people that I've surrounded myself with and placed on my team to make sure I show up at the right place at the right time. Otherwise, I'm like, Tuesday, what do I do on Tuesday? Oh, you got a staff meeting. Oh, you got to meet with Pastor Mo. Don't forget that. You're going to meet with Lauren. You're going to meet with Pastor. And you got these meetings. Listen, if I don't have somebody helping me do that, I'm lost. It's okay to say you have weaknesses. It's not okay to say, well, I don't have the strength to do it. God's going to send you the person that has the strength where you're weak. And guess what? Where they're weak, you're going to have strength. That's called teamwork. But you're going to have to have the courage to connect with others. Well, you know, pastor, I'm just kind of a loner. I kind of like doing my own thing. It's my personality. Listen, I'm not asking you to fulfill your dreams and your personality. I'm asking you to fulfill your dreams in his identity. Listen to me. Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. I'm just kind of a loner. Listen, there's no loners in the body of Christ. Look at this scripture in Romans chapter 12. You guys, am I going too fast? I get excited and I go quick. Romans chapter 12, verse four. In the human body, there's many parts and organs, each with a unique function. You see that unique, everybody's got a uniqueness. You're not the only one that's special. How special. Yeah, you need a whole group of special people around you for your specialness. And so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many in a body, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we're all vitally joined together. Vitally joined to one another with each contributing to each other. That word vital means absolutely necessary, important, or essential I'm going to break it down real easy. You'll never fulfill your dreams by yourself because then it's your dreams. But if you want to fulfill God's dreams, you begin to pray and say, Lord, this dream's way bigger than me. Oh my gosh. I could never do that by myself. I don't know about you, but everything that God's ever asked me to do was beyond my abilities. Hold on, I'll say it over here. Everything that God has said to me in my life superseded my own abilities. Let me ask you this. Are you in over your head? Are you in over your head pursuing your dream? Because if you are, you're in the right place at the right time and God's going to bring the right people. Here's the problem. If you're not, it's just your dream. It's going to take a team to fulfill the dream. It's going to take a dream team. You know, we, are, we actually, um, I'll pause here and give you a couple of shameless plugs, but we're, we're pretty intentional about that at this church. As we're growing and thriving, we, we, we realize the church is getting bigger and it's harder to connect. But it's not going to be an excuse for us, for our church not to continue to grow. The thousands of people that watch online, we're very intentional about how we connect with them. We're very intentional about you and how you can connect. And and we've we've actually made it very easy for you. There's a thing called next steps. And it happens after every service, every single week. And what we do is we give you the opportunity to connect with a group of people that help you find your purpose. It's four simple little steps. It's four little easy classes. People say, I don't want to go to a class. You want to go to this class? You know why? Because after you come out, you're going to be like, man, I didn't know I had that in me. Yeah. 
I didn't know I had that gift. I didn't know I had that ability. I, I, I think I'd like to use that. And then we're going to say, we'd love for you to use that right here because we got a team of people been waiting for you. And we call them dream teams. Yeah. We call them dream teams. And through the dream team, not only did you find your purpose, you're going to find other people to help you fulfill your purpose. Yeah. What are we doing? We're just being your cheerleaders. Uh, nobody believe in me. Come join a dream team. We're going to cheer you on, man. We're going to help you find that dream and fulfill that dream. I want to challenge you. This year, get connected to a team. Go put your, put your pride down and go to the class. It's not what you think it is. You're going to love it. You're going to come out and be like, I just met some of the coolest people in my life. And I feel like now I'm at the greatest place in my life. Your dreams are bigger than any one purpose. Any one person. Number four, you guys ready? You will need courage. You will need courage and courage. You're going to need courage to connect with your dreams because it's not about you. Turn to your neighbor, smile, say it had nothing to do with you. You're going to need courage to connect with your dream because it's not about you, it's about him. If he's the originator of the dream, your dream always points back to him. So many dreams fall flat because in the middle of it, they lose focus of why they started that dream. So many dreams fall flat because they're focused on a man and not the man. Anything God calls you to do, listen to this, this is important. Anything and everything he calls you to do, it's going to result in others meeting him. Listen to this, every gift Every talent, every idea, or every plan that you pursue should result in drawing people to Jesus Christ. You could just ask yourself this, because a lot of people come to me and they share their dreams. And I ask them this question as a litmus test, like, is it your dream or is it God's dream? Wow, it's God's dream. How does it point back to Jesus? Well, I got this plan. I got this idea. Great. How does it point back to Jesus? I'm an entrepreneur. I love small business. I love starting things. I love selling stuff. Don't follow me on Facebook because you'll see all the stuff that I've said. I love eBay more than anybody. I love all this stuff of making money on the side, having fun doing it. But it has a purpose. You know, my purpose is in my side things is to give more. It's so we can support our missionary friends that are out there on the front lines suffering for Jesus while we're here in the heated room with nice lights and stuff. Listen, everything that God gives you, any dreams, idea, it always points back to him. John chapter 5, verse 39, Jesus is talking to a bunch of religious people. By the way, get away from religious people. Find people that know Jesus, not know all that other mess. He said, you're busy analyzing the scriptures and you're frantically pouring over them in hopes of gaining eternal life. And everything you read, it points to me. Yet you still refuse to come to me so that I can give you what you really wanted anyways, eternal life. I want to give you a couple of questions and you can take these home and talk amongst yourself, okay? Are you obsessed with your dream? Are you so obsessed with your dream that you forgot about the purpose of the dream? Creative people, are you so focused on your craft or creativity that you've forgotten about how your creativity and art points back to the creator? 
Are you so driven as an entrepreneur that you've missed out on a mission field? Have you gotten so busy promoting yourself and your business that you've forgotten about the Great Commission? Here's the thing. Your dream will only work if it's at the center of Jesus. If Jesus is at the center of us. I'm an entrepreneur. I love going and connecting with people. But I had this certain point in my life where I had to stop going to mixers and functions for business-to-business communications. And for me to benefit from that of promoting my stuff, my sales, my card, my followers. And realize I'm here and have been given this opportunity to promote Jesus. Listen to me, businessman. Your your business was a God-given idea. You didn't come up with it. And the result of business in in, in the world is to point people back to Jesus if you're a Christ follower. I had the opportunity to meet a a great man. He's a a good friend of ours. His name's Paul. And and Paul was uh, um, in the printing, uh, printing, I said printing ministry. He was in the printing industry. And he heard about these working for somebody else, heard about this contract that a big university is actually a big one in, in Southern California, USC. And they needed the course packets printed for their colleges. And they were opening bids. And so he went and bid on this job and he got the job. And he quit his job that he was working at to go fulfill this new job. Are you with me? But he didn't have equipment, so he went and rented a copier and put it in his garage. And for day on day on day on day on day on day, on week on week on month on month on month, he printed the course packets for USC classes in his garage. And he delivered them there as a Christ follower. And he would deliver the course packets to the professors and he'd say, is there anything I can pray with you about this year? I know we're just getting ready to get started. Anything we can pray with you about? They said, I thought you were the printer. He said, I am, but I'm also a Christ follower. And God gave me this business so I could come pray for you. What do you need? And they began to pour out their guts. Would you pray for my mom? Pray for my, pray, 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 pray. And it wasn't long before Paul had almost all the accounts at USC for the course packets. And now when I met him, he had two locations with multiple printers, 30 something employees, fleets of vehicles. And I would say, hey, what are we doing today? And he said, we're going to go tell people how much Jesus loves them. I don't know. I said, no, what about all this stuff that's got to go to USC? I got all these, well, where are they going? Mm-hmm. And he'd say, they're going to go to classroom, blah, 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 blah. But while you're there, make sure you get some prayer requests. Amen. You know, I watched this man over the few years that I got to work with him go from one copier to five, six million dollars a year in sales. Last year, he sold his business for multiple millions of dollars. And when you ask him what he's doing today, he said, I'm doing full-time ministry. What do you mean you're doing full-time ministry? All of that was to pay for this. All of that funding was to do what I'm doing right now, which is preach the gospel. Let me tell you something. If your business isn't succeeding, it may be a good time to check how much of Jesus is in your business. Entrepreneurs, if you're starting something, make sure you start with the end in mind, and that is Jesus being glorified. How would you do that in the business world? How would you do that? Just like we do every day. Guess what? It's just another Tuesday. I'm just another day with Jesus. You're going to need courage to connect to the purpose of the dream. I had another gentleman, a good friend of mine. I met him in Southern California. And when I met him, he had turned his industry on a dime. And overnight, he was a multimillionaire. And I got invited to go to this, his, his, one of his lake houses. And I, I like wakeboarding. So we were wakeboarding on his boat and all that. And we became good friends. And we had a great time for a couple of years. And then one day he called me and said, it's all gone. I lost it all. Every bit of it's gone. Selling the houses, selling the boats, selling everything. We're going back to nothing. 
pray for me. So I pray for you, connect. The next time I called him, he was going through AA because he couldn't live life without substance in his body to help him overcome the guilt of what he had lost. You know what? It was simple. God gave him an idea to make money. But when the idea was converted into his plan, the money lost its purpose and then the money dries up. I'll tell you how to be a millionaire. Put Jesus at the center of your business. Put, put Jesus at the center of your investment portfolio. Young people, listen, I know a lot of young people in here, very smart, very educated, starting businesses. I'm so pumped. And I always remind them, make sure Jesus is in your business plan. Well, of course it is. No, 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 like in writing, not just in the words. Put him on the paper just like you are the loan amounts that you need and the equipment and how you're going to do your marketing and how you're going to do your advertising and how you're going to get a sales force. Put Jesus in the plan. Guess what? You're destined to win every time. I said you're destined to win every time. Here's the thing. It's his dream, not your dream. Number five, my final, final thought here. Thanks for letting me step on your toes a little bit today. Number five, you're going to need courage to connect with your dream because God-ordained dreams are risky. Far too many dreams go unfulfilled because people are living in fear. Fear of failure, fear of failing again. Some people stopped on their dream because they failed and failed and failed and they're, I feel like a failure. Get back up. Get back up. Take another risk. Take another step. Put yourself back out there. Far too many dreams go unfulfilled because people are afraid of getting hurt. I shared my dreams and they took them and ran with them and stole my idea. Listen, it's a God dream. It'll come full circle. I said it'll come full circle. It'll benefit you. The favor of God is on the dream, not who has that dream. Listen, don't be afraid of success. Well, you know, we just need to be lowly, humbly people. I don't find that anywhere in the gospel. I'm sorry. That's not the Jesus I know. Everywhere he went, he made things right. They prospered. They succeeded. They were restored. Well, I don't know about all that. You don't have to know about it. Go find out who he is and connect with him and realize he wants you to be a success. Don't be afraid of being a success for Jesus. Here's the thing. The dream that God put in your heart is going to require you to take a risk. I want to read you from one of my favorite books of all time. It's called In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. You should check it out. Pastor Mark Batterson pastors an amazing church in Washington, D.C. And in his book, he says this. He says, some people act as if faith is the reduction of risk. They act as if the goal of faith is to eliminate risk so their life feels safe and secure. But faith is risky business. The goal of faith is not to, is not the elimination of risk. In fact, the greatest risk is taking no risks at all. Maybe, just maybe risk-taking is at the heart of righteousness. Maybe righteousness has less to do with not doing anything wrong and more to doing things right. True righteousness is using your God-given gifts to their God-given potential, and that requires risk. There's a great way to find out if your dream is a God dream or not. Does it require you to take a risk where if he doesn't show up, it fails? 
Does your dream require you to step out so far outside of yourself and do something so wild that if God doesn't show up, this isn't going to work? That's a God dream. But if it's a dream where you say, oh, I got this. Oh, I can do this. I don't need Jesus. I don't need God. It's probably not of God. Everything God asks us to do points back to him. 2015, I was here visiting. I was praying for some people, and I came to this man. I said, what do you need from the Lord? He said, I don't need anything. I'm a self-made man. And I said, all right, good to meet you. And I went over here, what do you need? I'll pray for you. He's got it all figured out. Listen, there has to come a place in us even know how far successful we get, how much money we have and how many things we have. There has to be this resolve to come back. It only was possible with Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. I want you to bow your heads with me. I would love to pray for you this morning. Thank you for letting me speak to you today. Whatever dream God gives you, just say yes. Peter said yes when 11 others said no. He stepped out of the boat when others were holding on for dear life. Naaman said yes when he was told to dip in the nasty river because his dream was to be healthy and whole and get rid of leprosy on his skin. Peter and John, after being filled with the Holy Ghost, said yes to a man that was begging and asking for a nickel. Our own lead pastors led with courage and took a risk by planting this church 37 years ago when everybody said that's probably destined to fail. It was destined to succeed because they had courage to step out and take a risk. This is your year to connect with your dream. This is your year to connect with the impossible. This is your year to to live a life of freedom and success and prosperity and wisdom and health and fullness. It's going to take courage. It's going to take courage. And maybe you're here today and you didn't do step one, which is connecting with God. So you're not sure about your dream. You're not sure about your purpose. I want to invite you today. Connect with God. He has a purpose for you. He has a divine destiny for you. You were uniquely created for this moment, for this hour, for this season. But it all starts with him. Surrendering our lives to him and saying, I've been doing this my own way and I'm not doing so good. I I need some help. If you're here today and you say, man, I want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. It's super simple. There's nothing weird about it. You just say, help me, Lord. I I need you in my life. I want to pray for you today. I won't embarrass you. I won't ask you to come forward, but I would ask you to raise your hand. If you're here today, say, pastor, pray for me. I want to make Jesus the center of my life. I see you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That takes courage. Yes, yes. That takes courage. All the way in the back. Yes, ma'am. I see you. Anybody else have the courage to say, yes, ma'am. I see you. Yes, ma'am. I see you. Awesome. It takes courage to say, I need help. But here's the thing, when you raise your hand, you pray this prayer, help's on the way, it's right there, it's coming your way. It's not over, your dream's not dead. Anybody else want to join these brave people? Say, pray for me. I see you, yes, sir, amen. I see you, yes, yes. I got you back here. Be courageous, oh, yes, ma'am. How would I know if that's me? Your heart's beating out of your chest right now saying, oh, time for a change, time for a change. Have the courage to connect with God, to connect with your dream. Anybody else want to join these brave people who are getting ready to start a brand new journey? Yes, got you. Oh man, this is exciting. 
Can you do this with me? Whether you raised your hand or whether you didn't raise your hand, it doesn't really matter. I just want you to pray this out of your heart. Say this. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, today I have the courage to choose Jesus. I believe that you raised him from the dead for me so I could live a free life right now with purpose, with passion. Lord, I turn, I I repent for doing life my way. And Lord, I choose you today. I submit myself to your plan for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. To stay connected, find out our service times or how you can get involved, please visit intlfamilychurch.com. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us to do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do this by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.